Welcome to the Scratched Up podcast, dedicated to DJing, the music industry and the art of performance. Discussing success, entertainment and inspiration. Hosted by DJ Kiz Walsh. Hello everybody and welcome to the first ever episode of my brand new podcast. This is the Scratched Up podcast. This podcast is something that I've wanted to do for a very, very long time, and I'm well, well happy that it's finally time to start it. What do you think of the shot? I hope you like the look of it. Got the DJ deck in the background, got the speaker, got the lava lamp. It just broke yesterday, unfortunately. So it's not on. I will buy another light for it, and it will be on in a future podcast. Don't worry about that. And of course, a brand new microphone. It's an expensive one. I hope the audio sounds good. Let me know if you do think it does, get involved down in the comments on YouTube, get involved on the Twitter and on the Instagram and stuff, it'll be good to hear from you guys. But yeah, this is my podcast, it's a brand new thing that I've been working on, I've been doing loads of research about how to make a good podcast, making sure I have the right equipment, the right lighting, the right setup, the right everything, I want it to be perfect, or at least, you know, as good as I can do for now, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to finally start it. Um, and yeah, if you guys don't know who I am, uh, my name is DJ Kiz Walsh. I am a club and bar DJ. For, for the few years now, I've been DJing in clubs and bars, of course, pre-COVID. But since the last two, three years, I've been an online DJ too. I've managed to build up a massive online following, thousands of people across different platforms. And my mixes have millions of views on them now. You know, thousands of likes. And This isn't me bragging, I'm just letting you know some of the stuff that I've managed to achieve over the past few years doing this DJ stuff and I've also helped to teach thousands of people to learn to mix which is probably the best achievement of them all. Loads of tutorials, videos on YouTube helping people do all different sorts of things and yeah I thought this was the next best thing to do. The next step is to start my own podcast and create a community around my channel and around people, fellow people who love DJing who love the music industry and love dance music and all different kinds of music it's not just about dance music but yeah um, the main focus of this podcast is as I said primarily DJing but also it's going to be about the entertainment industry it's also going to be about like nightclubs festivals we're going to be talking like viral things that happen in terms of like you know when funny stuff happens at festivals you see those viral clips going around we're going to be talking basically everything to do with the entertainment industry and the dj industry including dj equipment and all that good stuff that my youtube channel is successful for so super excited to get involved get started on this journey and the podcast hopefully is going to be posted once every week now I'm not going to stick to that as a strict schedule because um, I'm hoping that it will be more than once a week. It will be at the very least once a week, which is the good part. Now, in terms of where the podcast will be posted, hopefully all over the internet. Now, I, of course, have set up with a podcast host, which means the podcast will be available on Spotify, iTunes and all the other major podcast streaming platforms but the primary place to find this podcast will of course be my youtube channel that's dj kiz walsh we may rebrand to scratched up podcast down the line but of course we'll see how it goes 
I don't just want to slap all my subscribers with a, a new channel, you know, a new kind of name, rebirth it when they don't even know what it is. So if down the line after we've made some stuff, it makes sense to do that, then we definitely will. Now, we're going to have tons of guests on the podcast, of course, most of the time, well, at least half the time, it's just going to be me talking about DJing, about DJ tips, advice I can give, stuff that happens, stuff that goes on in the world. But we will have guests on. I have already booked a couple of guests in. Some people you know, some people you may not know. Mostly will be other DJs, other YouTube DJs, other DJs that tour the world playing music, other producer DJs, radio DJs, and people that have gone viral as well. I've got a really good guest coming on soon. Um, so yeah, that'll be really, really fun when we can do that. And each podcast should be around an hour long. So again, it's the perfect length for me for a podcast. I always, always watch podcasts, like literally five or six podcasts a week, maybe a podcast a day, all different types of podcasts. So again, that's why I wanted to start my own because I love listening to them and I know how much value they can give to people when the you know you watch a 10 minute video on youtube or whatever and you, you take something away from it but a podcast gives you so much more you can not only see more of a person understand where they're coming from more about the things that they say because you understand the person more if that makes any sense anyway um but yeah the, the podcast as i said will be about an hour long and we're going to be splitting it up into little clips now what do i mean by that well the podcast itself is going to have a topic now this as being the first podcast won't have a general topic this is the introduction podcast most of the things i'm going to be talking about is how this is the first podcast and the direction we'll be going in with it but in the future most of the podcasts we create will have a general topic involved you know based around the podcast and within those within that main topic we'll have little subtopics too and how that will work is obviously we'll discuss like this bigger subject and we'll discuss the smaller subjects that create the bigger subject and the reason why we're doing that is because that will translate well to good youtube videos because <laughs> obviously if you guys have ever seen any other youtubers what they do is they take a podcast and then they break it up into clips and then that allows people that don't have time to let's say watch an hour-long podcast but they have time to watch a five or a 10 minute clip, they can still gain some knowledge or they can still gain some information, some valuable information from watching those smaller clips. And of course, it's good for the content creator, the guy who made the podcast, because it brings in a new audience of people that get to see his podcast, but without actually watching the full thing. So again, we'll be recording the full hour podcast and that will always be available to listen to in full before any of the clips. I hate it when other podcast channels, they'll release like two or three teaser clips, like 10 minute clips of the podcast and then they'll release the full podcast at the weekend. But you've already seen 30 minutes of the podcast because they've already released clips. So you have to skip through the parts that you've already listened to just a couple days earlier. I don't want to do that to people. The podcast, the full podcast will always be available first so you can watch that and then if you didn't want to watch the full thing or you missed it, then you can always catch up by watching the clips and the clips hopefully will always be the valuable stuff. So like they'll always be waffling in my podcast, trust me, because I like to go off on little tangents talking about random stuff or, you know, funny little stories I have, which of course aren't that useful to people, but like they genuinely 
you know, good information that I can spread and share with people, they those are the bits that will be broken up into clips to allow people to learn something from the podcast. And then obviously what I'm hoping is that they listen to the clips and they genuinely take something from that. And then they then tune into the full podcast when it gets released. So there's going to be, as I said, there's going to be one main topic per video. And usually the topic will be an educational one. So it'll usually be something like how to learn to DJ for beginners, or it might be the best DJ controller money can buy, or it might be what are the best DJ headphones, or it might be where do you find new music as a DJ. All different types of topics. And I've, I've got a little book and I've written down hundreds and hundreds of topics that I can discuss over the podcast and obviously I'm going to try and do the best ones. Some of them aren't that good so they probably won't get used but the ones that are good will be talked about and they're definitely ones that people are going to want to hear because they are very, very informative and hopefully they're going to allow people to learn to DJ through a an expansive kind of informational podcast. <laughs> like I want to teach people to DJ through explaining something like really extensively really well over a long period of time and that's why I've decided to do this you know because I'm a student myself you know of, of DJ and I still always watch tutorials and always watch people talk about DJing because the learning never stops even when you feel like you know how to do everything you should still strive for learning even more because if you get to a point where you feel like you've accomplished everything and that you don't need to learn anything, then what's the point of carrying on? You know, even the best DJs and the biggest DJs in the world, Carl Cox and Tiesto, Martin Garrix, whoever, those guys still learn something new every day. And you can tell that because they're always doing new little tricks. They're always creating new music and they're always trying to evolve and, and just, you know, stay better. So that's hopefully what I can help people to do with this podcast. And it's not all always going to be straight up information, boring knowledge, trying to expand people's minds. Realistically, half the time it's probably just going to be me messing around, talking some shit about some stuff that doesn't really matter. Uh, but of course, this being the first episode, I'm trying to explain it as well as I can and stay professional. And hopefully um, you guys can understand my goals and my ambitions with this podcast. Now, one thing that I do want to touch on with this podcast going forward is there's so many viral moments that happen in DJing and you know especially like at festivals and events and clubs and everything but I don't get to touch on them with my YouTube videos. Most of my YouTube videos are either DJ mixes, DJ tutorials or I've started to branch out into doing maybe a couple of like top five DJ fails sort of stuff and they do really well but it doesn't allow much room for me to like talk about stuff that happens, like funny stuff at festivals, funny stuff at events, like there was this clip I saw of this guy, he was like, clearly had some sort of MD or pills or something crazy, and he was like dancing with like a, a little toy unicorn, and I just wanted to make a little video talking about it, but it didn't really fit into the content that I was making, so I couldn't, but of course this is the perfect platform now to, to talk about these things and, and have a little fun with them. Now, in terms of the podcast guests we're going to be having on, uh, as I said earlier, we're going to have loads of different people on here, different DJs, different people in the entertainment industry, not just people related to DJing, but maybe people that can help you 
with designing your studio, people that can help you get better lighting in your videos, people that are sound engineers that can make you get better audio. Basically, anyone that can further your knowledge about the music industry, about the entertainment industry, maybe it's some marketers about how to market yourself and, and gain your first DJ job, gain your first bookings, maybe some YouTube experts who are going to tell you how to do good thumbnails and good titles, all that sort of stuff we're going to be hopefully collating together here and getting guests on that are going to share their knowledge with you as, as well as me sharing everything that I know with you. And another thing that I want to be doing every single week is I'm going to be taking some fan questions. Now, this being the first episode, I haven't had the chance to ask anyone any questions. So going down the line in future, if you guys have any questions and you want to be featured on the podcast, I will read your name out. I'll give you a shout out or read your comment out. And of course, I'll answer the question that you ask. You can get involved in the YouTube comments or you can tweet me directly on Twitter or you can go to my Instagram Send me a direct message. Any question you have, I will read out and I'll answer you to the best of my ability. And the likeliness is if you have a question that you want to know about DJing, about how to grow your own fan base, about how to book your first gig, anything like that, the likeliness is somebody else also wants to hear that. So get involved, send your message in, help somebody else out, help yourself out. I will give you as much as I can. And I can hopefully help you to learn as much as you're helping to me to learn because obviously this is a whole learning experience for me and you watching it is allowing me to learn how to be a good podcaster so yeah stick with it I promise you that um, down the line this will be a really good podcast it might not be at first because as I said it's my first ever one and just like DJing when you first start DJing you don't even know how to scratch you don't know how to uh, do mashups or anything like that um, and then once you practice a little bit more you can become a better DJ you can start booking gigs you start doing crazy stuff so yeah hopefully I can become good at podcasting and um, not say um and stutter and do all bad stuff that you shouldn't be doing and I'm excited to build up a community of people around this channel around this podcast that hopefully we can all help each other you know, it'd be so cool that if we had a platform where somebody uploaded a DJ mix and we all went to it and shared it and give it some love and liked it and, you know, listened to it, of course. And that'd just be so cool if we could, if there was a community, a group of DJs that not only were all on the same path and the same journey, but could all help each other out to become more successful because there's power in numbers, you know, that's it's a, it's a fact. And let's say there was you know, 50,000 people here, all DJs that all wanted the same goal. If we all helped each other, listened to each other, makes it liked and shared them around, we'd all grow so much quicker and it'd be such a pleasant experience to be part of. So help people become DJs is one of the main reasons why I'm starting this podcast now. If you're watching the uh, the video, by the way, and you keep seeing me looking down here, it's because I've made some notes because I want to make sure that I touch on every topic that I uh, that I intend to. So apologies if you can see me looking away or there might be a little second of silence. As I said, we'll get better at this. Don't worry. But yeah, as I said, the main focus of the podcast is to help people get better. Now, the main focus and the main way that we're going to do that is by basically giving you all of my secrets 
okay? You might not think so, but when you've been creating online DJ content for over three years, you start to learn all of the tricks of the trade. You start to learn everything that you, you need to do in order to get success, in order to start making money, in order to make your mixes go viral, in order to please the audience. All these things just take time and take experience to know how to do. It doesn't matter what industry you've come from. It doesn't matter if you're a super successful businessman or you've got a law degree or anything like that. It doesn't matter. You have to go through the process itself in order to learn and master the techniques to get where you want to go. And I'm not saying that I'm a master. I'm not saying that by any means. But what, what I'm trying to say is I at least have some valuable information that I can share with people that hopefully can allow them to start their DJ career off at a fast pace. Because, see, I obviously when I started, I made a lot of mistakes. Just as anybody does when they start a new career or they start a new hobby, you make mistakes. You do things that maybe weren't that, in the long run, took a lot of time but weren't very rewarding. And if you know to avoid those things and you know not to do those things, it's obviously going to be better for you. And of course, looking back, I can see that I made a lot of mistakes at the start, not like career ending or, you know, just, just silly little things that I were doing that like, for example, I'll give, I'll give you an example. I started off my DJ channel and I called my, my DJ name was Kizawa DJ. Now you can actually see this if you go to my YouTube channel, the URL is Kizawa DJ. At the time, I thought, oh yeah, it'd be really cool to have like a cool DJ name. And I was trying to work out, you know, a good DJ name. I kind of wanted to use my name in there, so it kind of felt personal to me. And, and of course, my name is Kiz Walsh. So I was like, okay, Kiz and then Wa Walsh, WA. So I was like, how can I put them together? Kiz Wa doesn't sound that good. So I was like, okay, let me just slap an A in the middle of the Z and the W, Kizawa. I was like, hmm. Okay, that sounds all right. But then once I started telling people <laughs> about my name and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, my DJ name's Kizawa. They were like, Kizawa, what's that? Oh, and they were just mocking it basically. Yeah, they, they didn't like it. And fair play to me, I didn't really like it that much either. It was more of like a, a spur of the moment thing. And I was inspired by Post Malone actually. When I was first coming up with my DJ name years and years ago, um, I, I read something by Post Malone and... Uh, he was getting some, you know, some banter, a bit of bit of hit, you know, getting a bit of slack for his, uh, for his his name, Post Malone, because he got his from a random rap name generator. He typed in Post, which is his surname. He's called Austin Post. He typed in Post on a rap name generator, and it said Post Malone. So he was like, "Okay, I'll take it." And what he said about that is, well, at the time. I knew that it wasn't that cool to use, you know, people who knew him would be like, what's this guy saying, Post Malone, like, I think that's a bit cringy, it's a bit embarrassing, but then he, he thought to himself, I'm going to make it cool, and that's why I was like, oh yeah, sweet, Kizawa, I'll make it cool, but yeah, sometimes it's impossible to make things cool, now of course, if I blew up and became, you know, a, a superstar DJ, it doesn't really matter what your name is, you can call yourself, you know, a blanket of beans, and somebody would be like, oh yeah, DJ blanket of beans, he's sick. So it doesn't really matter in terms of like being massive, but if you're going to be like a, a club DJ, you know, a, a small time DJ, who's just going to make a nice little living, who's going to make some nice little bit of money, then, you know, you probably want to give yourself a decent name. And the best place to start with that is probably your name. <laughs> if you've, unless you've got like a really bad name, 
like a, you know like either it's, it's it's hard to read or it's like a foreign name that like it's hard to spell then obviously maybe change that a little bit still try and stick around your name um but it's you're best off sticking with your name and the reason why is because it's more personal as well when people listen to your mixes they feel like they know you more rather than they're not just seeing this stage name this this like facade this fake person or this performer they're seeing a a real person they can they can see you they can understand you and they know you, they feel like they know you better if if they know your real name so again if you're going to come up with a dj name you're best off being you know dj mikey b dj danny oil whatever whatever your name might be you know you can change it around a little bit you know like me kiz kiz isn't my real name it's not my birth name but of course it's the name that i have adopted from my actual name just to give it a little bit of flavor you know to give it a little bit of spice and people genuinely do call me Kiz, by the way. It's not just um, a nickname that I've pulled out my ass. It's a nickname that my friends call me when we run nights out. And that's the main reason I call myself Kiz as well. You know, when I go on nights out with my mates, drinking, partying, they always say, Kiz, Kiz, Kiz. And the reason why I like it so much is because people tend to only call me Kiz when I'm out partying. So it's like my alter ego, right? Because typically day to day, I'm trying to stay quite professional. You know, I'm a manager at my job, so I've got to manage people and, and organize a team and be respectful, be professional. But when I'm on a night out, that's when Kiz comes out, you know what I mean? So it's a bit cringy, but you know what I'm saying? You know, it's like an alter ego. It's like when you can kind of relax a little bit. It's kind of when you can put the facade down, relax, and just enjoy yourselves. Now, Let's talk about when clubs are going to reopen because June the 21st has been announced by the government as when the clubs are going to reopen. Now, I'm excited for this. I'm not going to lie to you. Listen, it's been a long time overdue. I've not been clubbing in a year. I went down, I went actually went on a night out on the night of lockdown, I know, which was a little bit silly of me, but I had to get it in. I had to get it in, and it wasn't illegal. So, you know, you can't arrest me. You can't kill me. It wasn't illegal. Now, I remember at the time, I got a bit of stick for it because, obviously, COVID back then, it was a little bit unsure. People weren't really aware of the numbers, and, and it was a lot of scaremongering, really. You know, people didn't really understand it. So, somebody saying they're going on a night out, it's like, you are selfish. And, you know, to a certain extent, yeah, maybe it is a little bit selfish, but at the same time, a man needed a night out, you know, and it was a last chance. And to be fair, I'm glad I did. How was the night out? It was okay. It was an alright night out. It wasn't anything special. But I, again, if I had that night out right now, I'd be telling you it was the best night out of my life. If I went on that night out tonight, it'd be the best night of my life because I've been waiting so long for it. Just to hear a bit of music live. Can you remember what live music sounds like? Because I can't. I need it back. Even playing here on the decks, speaker blasting doesn't sound the same, it just doesn't have that same vibe, it doesn't hit that same note, and can you imagine the scenes, June 21st, which is a Monday by the way, why have, they've done that on purpose, haven't they, because they know that people are going to be working, yeah, well, I've booked the week off, mate, Boris, I've booked it off, you're not stopping me, pal, I'm going out dancing, alright, I'm going out dancing, nothing you can do about it, so yeah, I'm going to go out June 21st, I've booked the full week off, I'm going to go out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And depending on whether I'm working Monday, I might go out on the Sunday too. And I'm going to be going all over the country for this, mate. You trust me when I say that. 
I'm going to be going all over the country, seeing all different types of DJs, wherever Camel Fat is. I hope he's in England. I mean, I know it's a duo. I hope they're in England. So I'd love to see Salado. I mean, all of them. Just give me any of them. Gorgon City have been releasing some absolute bangers in lockdown. I want to see Gorgon City live, man. Just any any of them. Just bring any of them anywhere in England. Liverpool, Manchester, London, Scotland, Ireland, wherever in the UK you can come. Just please do it and I will come and see you because it's going to be the best week of my life. Okay. I hope it's not one of those classic cases of you wake up Tuesday morning and you're like, I'm never going out again. I'm never, I hope it's not, I hope it's like everything I've been dreaming of, I hope I wake up Tuesday morning and I'm like, that was the best night out of my life, and I'm going to do the exact same thing for another five nights, and I hope I still have the energy for it, I'm getting old by the way, getting old now, not as not a spring chicken like I used to be, but I, I do think I still have it in me till I'm 30, that's what me and my mate keep saying, we go until we're 30, and then even when we're 30, you know, it's not over. But can you imagine the scenes when the clubs reopen? There's going to be like sweat on the walls. There's going to be like drugs everywhere. Because people have been locked up like dogs for a year. These young teenagers full of testosterone and, you know, needing a hangover. They're going to be on it. They're going to be out. I mean, the club scene is going to be rammed. It's going to be rammed, by the way. It's going to be absolutely rammed to the capacity. Every single club is going to be rammed. Anyone from 18, actually anyone from 16 with a fake ID, all the way up to 40 is going to be out partying. He's going to be out dancing all night long from that Monday to that Sunday. So if you can get involved, even wherever you are in the world, get yourself on a night out on that day. It's going to be a belter, I promise you. And if I can manage to book somewhere for me to DJ that week, I'll obviously let you know. Come see your boy perform. You already know I'll be having them bangers on. You already know that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be absolutely mental. One thing I was looking forward to, though, that looks like it's not happening this year, is Creamfields 2021 is fully booked. So it looks like I'm not going this year. Just as, okay, just as Boris releases a little bit of hope to us and gives us that little bit of shine, and, you know, we, we think that, Creamfields, maybe it'll be on, and I booked it. I booked it off as you know, just in the hope, just in the hope that I would be able to go. Creamfields announced that it's sold out. Now, of course, there is some chance in a second-hand market to get some tickets. I don't know if it's worth it. I've never bought a second-hand ticket, um, but yeah, hopefully, it's gonna be available. Hopefully, I can find something to let me go to Creamfields. Hopefully, because it's gonna be. One hell of a party. <laughs> I mean, I know June 21st, that week's going to be good, but Creamfield is going to be on another level. Because Creamfield is amazing anyway. Creamfield is like, I always, I always say, Creamfield is like, it's not real life. It's like a different planet of party. You wake up at like, what, 9am, 10am, and people are drinking straight away. People are doing all sorts of drugs straight away. I mean, damn, these, these people are crazy, you know. And then, I mean, music starts at like 3 o'clock and that's it till either 12 or 3 a.m. You're just going, you're just drinking, you're just dancing, you're just walking around to all the different tents, all the different stages, seeing all of your favorite DJs. It's amazing. It's not real life. I love it to pieces. I hope I can go this year. I hope you can go this year. If you've got a ticket, then well done. I admire you. If you haven't, then again, you're in the same boat as me. 
if you have got a ticket, then please sell it to me, okay? Or give it to me, one of the two, okay? I'll, I'll take either. Uh, just let me know uh, where, who you're looking to go and see. Who who are you looking forward to going to see? Obviously, Camel Fat's there. you got Fisher, Salado, all the big DJs. But obviously, I'm mostly into my house, into my techno, into my tech house. So I'm looking forward to going and seeing those guys. It's a really nice lineup um, for the house scene. And um, yeah, as I said, I hope I can get a ticket. I hope it's going to be on. First of all, I do have doubts about the clubs reopening and I do have doubts about Creamfields because it, it was like a week ago, right? A week ago before Boris announced that, you know, the lockdown is coming to an end and, and COVID's coming to an end. It seemed like we were so far away. I mean, just a month ago, you know, the numbers were, were at an all time high, like literally the, the highest they've ever been. And then all of a sudden clubs are going to reopen and all of a sudden festivals are going to be on and all this. And it's like, well, how have we gone from the highest numbers ever recorded in the UK, so many people passing away, you know, God rest. How have we gone from that to like, well, in six months, everyone's going to be able to go and do a load of ketamine and drink a load of Guinness at 9am and then just go and be in a sweaty mosh pit with about 7,000 people. I don't see how it's going to work, I'll be honest. Like that, I just... There's a lot of things that don't make sense in this world, and that's definitely one of them. Don't get me wrong, I really hope it is, right? I really hope it's going to go ahead. I hope that this vaccine is going to work as well as they think it is. I hope that they're going to be able to inject every single person that they need to so that everybody's safe, who's scared, and who might die off getting COVID. I hope they all get their jabs so that everybody else who is either already had it or, like, is confident they won't die from it, and I know that's... A weird thing to say but everybody else can then go out and enjoy themselves like normal um yeah I, I think i've already had it by the way i didn't get tested i think i already had it i had a little bit of a cough for a couple of weeks uh, luckily i was actually on holiday by holiday i mean i was sat in my house alone so i didn't go and see anyone don't worry about that but yeah <clears throat> i i thankfully didn't have anything wrong with me except a little bit of a cough so i think i got lucky there and um yeah I'm around hundreds of people every single day with my job. So I don't actually, I think I've got the antibodies for it basically because I would have had it by now worse if I didn't already get it and, you know, didn't suffer with it that much is what I'm trying to say. So yeah, hopefully Creamfields is going to go ahead. Hopefully it's going to be amazing. And yeah, I hope that the government don't go back on this one because they've been going back on a lot of things that they've been saying. They've, uh, you know, oh, well, you know, this Christmas you can have two weeks where you can go and see your family and it gets to Christmas and you get one day. Now, I'm still grateful for that day, by the way, Boris, you're a legend for that. But, you know, it, this it, I actually watched a video yesterday. Oh, no, a couple of days ago now, sorry. And it was a compilation of every time Boris has made a promise, but then not followed it. Uh, regarding COVID, and it was it was like 20. So we'd say, oh yeah, lockdown will be ended next week, and then by the time we got to next week, he said, oh yeah, by the way, it's an extended for another two months, so enjoy being locked up, we lied to you, haha. And that basically has happened so many times, not just with lockdown, but also with like loads of other things, like businesses reopening, like pubs and, and all that sort of stuff. But with lockdown coming to an end, potentially on June 21st, there is plenty of opportunities coming for other DJs to start booking some gigs. Now, I'm guessing there's probably some businesses that are closed, right? And I mean, I personally know quite a lot of clubs 
that have closed down in this time. They haven't had any business, of course. They've not been able to make any money. So either, you know, but this is the problem. You don't make any money, but your landlord still wants your rent. So, I mean, you, you either pay your rent or you get evicted or I, it doesn't make any sense to me, you know. These clubs have been forced to close down through no fault of their own because they've obviously been hit with this pandemic. And hopefully, at some point, these clubs can reopen. They can find a way to, you know, re-kind of kindle all that cash that they need and, and reopen under the same brand, under the same, you know, some type of party. Because some of the best clubs that I've ever been to have closed down. Specifically, shout out to Mission in Leeds. I know that's closed down now. Such a good venue. Oh, Mission. I've had so many good nights out in Mission while I was at university. It was my go-to club, Mission Mondays. Oh, so good. It was called Monday Night House Project or something it was called. Yeah, it was insane, man. Uh, just sick DJs, the layout of the room, the vibe. Amazing. And the Saturday nights, I used to go and see Tom Zanetti, of all people. I used to go and see Tom Zanetti every single Saturday Mission. This was like four or five years ago, maybe even six. He was actually in Mission every single Saturday night. And I must have gone for like eight weeks in a row. Obviously, back then, he wasn't as big as he is now. I mean, he still had all of his tunes like You Want Me and Darling. He still used to play them all because they was unreleased at the time or unsigned. So they were still his songs and he'd still play them. So they were still, you know, at the time, I was I was loving those tracks. So they were still banging sets and he was still obviously getting the crowd hyped. And he was just as good at, 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 at his, you know, hyping the crowd and getting people partying as he is now. Except back then, it was obviously more of a cult following than like this this big popular guy and uh, obviously i don't know if you guys watch celebs go dating by the way it was actually on a couple of weeks ago now yeah celebs go dating it was so good i'd pick tom zanetti in there wayne lineker it was funny as fuck it honestly was sick uh tom ended up with a girl called sophie herman who's like a made in chelsea star i think and uh, yeah, it was it was nice to watch him. Tom's just such a funny guy, man. I've actually met him before as well. He's, he's sound and it was nice to see him kind of, you know, evolve and everybody to see his personality is basically what I'm trying to say because obviously I've followed him for a long time. So I've watched videos and his Instagram and stuff. So I know what he's like as a person and I hear people say bad things about him. Like, oh, you know, he's a, he's a dickhead or, or he's, he's cringy or he's, he's a whatever. But when people actually saw what he's like in the real life, they were like, oh, this guy's actually all right because he's actually sound and he's a nice guy. So, you know, when you're a fan of somebody, you, you want to stick up for him and, you know, you want to say, listen, he's actually a, a nice person. He's a decent guy. He makes some good music. Just, you know, calm down, calm down. But one thing that this DJing thing has taught me over lockdown is that DJing will never die. It just won't. Like, it doesn't matter how much stuff the world goes through djing will live on because even though there has been a global pandemic and that people have you know lost their jobs and people have gone through such hard times which obviously i feel bad for and these people you know deserve a lot of respect and and hopefully they can get back on their feet these businesses can reopen and nightclubs can find a way out and find a way to come back DJs have flourished. Some of them, of course, they've took a big holiday. They've earned enough money. I've seen a lot of DJs just chilling in the Bahamas, chilling in on the Ibiza beach, relaxing, enjoying the sun. Some of them have knuckled down and 
done some really good work. I'm talking some DJs have done incredible lockdown sets, you know, weekly lockdown sets. Calvin Harris has been smashing it. Uh, I noticed Carl Cox doing a lot too. Sonny Fedora. Uh, just to name a few. Obviously, Camel Fat dropped their album. And I know they've been knuckling down so hard on creating new music too. I watched, I follow them on Instagram and seeing some of this, the tracks that they, they have unreleased at the moment is like madness, like serious bangers. I replied to their, their inst- I replied to the stories and I'm like, yo, you guys need to release this, man. This is not even fair because some of them are just like ridiculous, seriously. So I hope they manage to come up with a second album. I hope they might hopefully release it, to be honest. The first album was amazing. I mean, I know, I know they only released it this year, but if they've got that many tracks because they've been working that hard, then get another one out next year or the year after because I seriously want to hear some of those tracks. They are absolute belters. Belters, trust me. Um, but yeah, so this is, I made a video, right, about four months ago. Top five DJs of 2020, top five worst DJs of 2020. And I talked about the DJs that I thought had the best 2020 and DJs that I thought had the worst 2020. Now, of course, how would you have a bad 2020 if you're a DJ? Well, of course, you can't tour the world, so... I mean, it's, it's instantly bad for everybody because you're not making any money through touring. Um, but you can have still have a presence. You know, you can still release music. You can still do lockdown sets. You can get involved with interviews and try and hype an upcoming album. You can do anything. And one of the DJs that I thought had the worst 2020 was Fisher. Now, obviously, this is a little bit controversial. I know there's a lot of Fisher fans out there. And I'm a massive Fisher fan as well, you know. I actually put him as my number one worst DJ of 2020. And some people didn't like that. But I'm going to elaborate a little bit more on as why I did that here today. Because I feel like I need to defend myself a little bit, right? So first of all, Fisher, massive, right? 2018, 2019, one of the biggest DJs in the world. Meteoric rise, headlining a residency in Ibiza, losing it topped everybody's expectations massive track being played all around the world at the time and then of course he released it released like you little beauty which also banged loads of other music that everybody loved now last year he didn't really do anything did nothing uh, he released a couple of tracks freaks and want to go dancing and they didn't do that well They've done okay, they've done okay, but nowhere near the numbers that I'm guessing he was expecting, and nowhere near the numbers that I was expecting, to be honest with you. I actually thought Wanna Go Dancing was a really good track, for whatever reason it didn't take off, didn't go viral, people weren't interested in it, but yeah, he had a bad 2020. I don't know why he didn't decide to do any online sets, maybe it's because he's not that good at DJing, I don't really know, to be honest with you, I've not seen enough of him. I've tried to find clips of him actually doing transitions. I can't find anything. I was trying to make a video like, you know, how does Fisher mix? What techniques does Fisher use? Because my channel, my DJ, my YouTube channel loves Fisher and they watch all of his videos. I, you know, all the videos are doing him and, and I'm guessing, you know, that would have been a good video to make. But yeah, I just couldn't find any clips of him DJing. I, try, I looked, I tried my hardest. I couldn't find any. Um... Most of the clips of him DJing are from like right in front, you know, that classic DJ angle where like you can't actually see any of the decks, you can't see any buttons he's clicking. All you can see is this silhouette behind the deck with like Fisher on the big screen in the background. So it looks looks really fancy as a shot, but 
you can't actually see what he's doing. You can't see if he's actually skillful or not. You just have to kind of take his word for it that he's mixing live. And I'm not trying to say that he's not mixing live, by the way, but um, until I see it, I ain't going to believe it. You know what I mean? Because, listen, his music is so, like, viral and so much better than everybody else's that he doesn't even need to mix live realistically. He can get another really good DJ to do a pre-recorded mix, hit that play button, pretend to mix for an hour, and people will be like, best set ever. And to be fair, I'd probably enjoy it. I'm not that bothered. You know, there's definitely a little bit of snobbery around DJing where oh, a DJ has to mix live. It has to. I don't necessarily think that they do. I really don't. Now, of course, the purist in me says, listen, a DJ should be playing everything live and... You should not get booked unless you are a live DJ, very skillful and the best at your craft. Of course, part of me thinks that, right? But there's also another part of me that goes, listen, when I'm out drinking with my friends, okay, when I'm out on a party, I couldn't care less about what the DJ is doing. I couldn't care less what transitions he's got up his sleeve. All I care about is the music, okay? The music has to be perfect. I want the correct song choice. Okay, I want the right vibe. I want him to take me on ebbs and flows. I want him to bring me down and, you know, a nice little bit of chill and then bring the bring the energy, get the nice little, you know, some funky house music and then maybe take me into a little bit of techno. I want him to take me on a journey from A to B. And I'm, regardless of how it's mixed or when it was mixed, I just want that to be good. Now, of course, ideally, you would have a skillful DJ behind the decks, you know, like a James Hype, who can do all that live. What's even more painful is if there is a mediocre DJ or a DJ that's not that very good and they are mixing tracks that are just not working together or they are just choosing wrong songs for the vibe. I've felt this so many times on the nights out when I go out to events and the vibe is high and I'm just pumping, man. I'm like, I'm drinking, dancing, my friends are in good spirits. We're just all on a vibe. And then all of a sudden, he'll drop a stinker. Drop like a stinker from like two years ago that wasn't even that good two years ago. And now he's dropping it because it's probably one of his favorite tunes. Get out of here, right? Don't want to hear that. I only want to hear what's right for the vibe, what's right for the event. And that's one thing that I try and pride myself in, by the way, when I'm doing mixes. Like if you come to listen to my Fisher mix, you're going to hear some Fisher. I'm not just going to drop another tune that I think is all right and that you might like. You're going to hear some Fisher. If you come to a tech house mix, you're going to hear some tech house. You're going to hear my opinion of the very best tech house there is. I'm not just going to drop a drum and bass tune. That's what happened, by the way. And they're listening to house music, enjoying my nice little nice little boogie, and I do. All of a sudden, he drops a drum and bass tune. Why did you do that, mate? Nobody here wants drum and bass. You're at the wrong event. I appreciate you trying to mix things up, but you're in the wrong garden, son. Get into a different nightclub. And that's not me saying, hey, don't try and push boundaries and be creative. That's me just saying, you know, you should know you should know your crowd, okay? You should know your crowd. If I was doing a Fisher mix on YouTube, I'm not just going to drop a drum and bass tune. No one's going to enjoy it, right? People turn up because they want a, cer a certain thing. People know what they want. And uh, if you're going to try and give them something else, not only are they not going to be very happy, but you're going to have people like me, the DJ police, telling you it was wrong. So maybe just think about that. Maybe that's a little tip for other DJs out there too. You know, if uh, if you're playing your first event, your first gig, and 
you know, you're playing house music, maybe EDM, maybe rap, whatever it is, maybe only stick to uh, to what the crowd want, okay? Don't play a pop song in the middle of a rap set. Don't play drum and bass in the middle of a house set unless you can sell the crowd wanting it. You know, if you put a track on that's really like kind of drum and bassy, that's a house track and you think, oh, maybe I'll, I'll test it. But then if you test it and it doesn't work, get back to the house music quick. You know, give, don't don't be staying there. You know, this guy switched to drum and bass for like half an hour. Everybody was like, what's going on? Where's the house gone? This is drum and bass. I mean, yeah, okay, I'll dance, but I'm not really enjoying it. Don't do that to people, all right? Just because you want to show your skills off that you can mix all this different type of music together. Stick to the house. Stick to the drum and bass. Stick to whatever the event you're playing at is kind of advertised as that's what people want to hear man they're spending good money for tickets so yeah i personally i've had a good lockdown personally had a good 2020 i hope you did too um i've released quite a lot of videos last year not as many as the year before i don't think but yeah i released quite a lot of videos last year i kind of switched my focus last year from on my you know the content i was creating was very heavily focused on DJ mixes from 2018 and 2019, very heavily focused on creating mixes and showing off and growing my own DJ skills, really, you know. I knew that I wasn't a fully polished DJ and I knew that I had a lot of things that I needed to learn over that period, so I wanted to make sure before I tried to teach anyone any lessons, before I tried to, you know, give tips out or anything like that, that I, I knew my stuff. You know, I wanted to be so skilled behind the decks that, you know, when I did come to teaching people or doing tutorials that I could genuinely give someone an important bit of information that they needed. I didn't just want to go in and kind of recycle something that someone's just told me that I've not really learned yet to try and make myself seem like a good DJ. I wanted to make sure that I mastered the arts, that I, I could, if I was going to talk about something that I knew how to do it. Now... You know, that's me just trying to have a bit of integrity, you know, <laughs> and it, to, to be fair, I'd probably be a little bit more successful if I didn't do that, because for me anyway, starting to make like DJ tutorials two years after you've started um, making mixes and stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's late on, but you know, if I started making them earlier, I probably would have grown a bigger audience for that type of thing, because at first... When I remember when I uploaded my first like DJ tutorial, my first DJ tips video, it did it did terribly. I think it got like 13 views. And at that time I was getting, you know, a few thousand views a mix. Every mix I was uploading was getting a few thousand views, you know, a few hundred likes. People were enjoying it. And then I thought, okay, so they, they like my mixes. So surely they're going to enjoy me telling them how to mix. And they just weren't interested, you know. Obviously I developed a, an audience for mixes and listening and dancing to my music and they just weren't really interested in where that came from and how it's done um obviously then you then have it's almost like clicking a reset button because you have to start again so i uploaded my first mix and then sorry i uploaded my first tutorial and then you just kind of got to do it again like you got to do it again and again and again until it starts to kind of bring in a new audience because the audience that i had with f and mixes they didn't want to watch the tutorials. So then you start making new tutorials and then you have to, the people who were watching the mixes don't want to watch them. So you have to bring in new people who like the tutorials. 
And of course, what ends up happening, hopefully anyways, you can kind of get this nice balance of some people are there for the mixes, some people are there for tutorials, some people are there for the entertainment, some people are there for the tips. And you can, it doesn't matter what video you upload at that point, if you've uploaded enough of everything, then it doesn't matter what video you upload, it's going to be semi-successful. And the reason why I say and I focus on tutorials and tip videos is because that's where you make the money, by the way. <laughs> you know, if you go onto my YouTube channel, my Fisher Mix now has a uh, 850,000 views. So it's nearly a million. So that'll be when that hits a million, I'm going to have a drink and I'm going to put a hat on and I'm going to have a party in my room on my own. So yeah, the Fisher Mix has 850,000 views, but none of those are actually monetizable views. Right? It, it, they didn't make me any money. Now the reviews, the tips, the tricks, the talking videos, those all make money. Those all make considerable amounts of money too, you know. I mean, I won't reveal how much it is. I might save that for a future podcast, keep you in, keep you excited, keep you involved. But those videos make the most money. When I like when I've done my review on like Denon Prime 4 or I do a review on a pair of headphones or something like that, those videos make really good money. And, you know, I knew that they were going to, obviously, because I can't tech videos and technology videos always make a lot of money because what people do, if you make a video about a pair of headphones, you know, it's a smart thing for another headphone company to put an advert on that video about headphones because they know whoever is clicking on that video is in the market to buy some headphones. So it makes sense for them to pay that extra money and beat all these other competitors like I see a million Domino's adverts every single day. Pay more money than Domino's so that you can see those interested viewers. And hopefully then they can make sales on those headphones and that can translate obviously into good business for them. So I knew that they were the right type of videos to make because it's called CPM. I don't know if you've heard of it. You probably have. It's a YouTube thing. Um, technology videos and those sort of stuff get paid lots of money. Um, so... That's why I put a lot of my focus these days into the more talking videos, tips and tricks, because they make the most money. And I'm not trying to say, oh, I'm in this for the money, but listen, I've got a Denon Prime 4 here, okay? It's not cheap. <laughs> it's expensive. Uh, I have to pay for it some way. And, uh, you know, if I can make money doing the thing that I love, then obviously I'm going to do that. And making reviews and tips and tricks, those are so much fun. They are so much fun. Now, creating mixes, it's, if I'm being honest with you, it's got to a point where it's like, they are really fun to make, which they are definitely, but I've made so many now. It's like, I don't know what I can do that I haven't already done. In terms of like online mixes, you know, obviously when new music comes out, I make a new mix and that's like once every month because otherwise I'm kind of just, I remember I, got, I made a mix and I played the same track in like four mixes in a row. And I was like, this is this is getting boring for people because they're listening to the same tracks because these are the tracks I'm listening to, you know. And I go out there and of course I find new tracks and stuff, but you know, you don't need to. At least I feel like I got to that point where I'd uploaded all these amazing tracks and I'd be going out of my way to try and find new ones for people to listen to. And you know, some of them were like okay, and some of them were really good, but then I was like playing okay ones with really good ones. And I was like, I might as well wait to collate loads of really good ones and then create a really good mix, which is what I did a couple months ago. I created my festival mix, which was my, I'm most proud of that mix out of any. If you're going to ever check out a mix by me, 
check out my festival mix, Houses Home Festival mix featuring DJ Kiz Walsh. Absolute banger of a mix. I put in every track that I found within about a four or five month period that I really liked. Put them all together, mixed them seamlessly. First take as well, that's it. First take, uh, yeah, good mix. And people seem to like it, you know. Everybody that's seen the mix rates it highly. I love it to bits. I listen to it all the time. And that might be a bit sad because it's my mix, but, you know, somebody's got to enjoy your mix. If, if, if nobody, you know, if you don't, then, you know, who, who is going to like your mix? Um, but yeah, I love my mix. I love that one specifically, I'm trying to say. And uh, yeah, it was it was really fun. Really, really fun. And um, as I was saying, anyway, you know, I, I got to a point where I felt like making mixes was getting like people weren't enjoying them as much as they used to because it wasn't as exciting as it used to be. It used to be like I was this new kid on the block making mixes. And now I'm like this more, you know, veteran who's kind of still making the same mixes, not really evolving. And, um, you know, that might just be in my head, but at the same time, I was enjoying the business side of it as like, okay, well, now I'm going to teach people how to DJ. Now I'm going to create tutorials. Now I'm going to try and make videos that is more about me and my personality. Now I'm going to try and make videos about tech. I'm going to try and make videos about, like, the stuff that I buy, uh, unboxing videos, just anything that is a, a little bit different. Because I made the same stuff for two years and it got to a point where I was like, okay, now I fancy doing something a little bit different, but still sprinkling the mixes in there too. Because if you go to my channel, you know, you can still see that I've uploaded a few mixes recently, you know, it's not like I've given up completely. I mean, in December, I think I uploaded four or five mixes. Um, I haven't uploaded anything for like two months, by the way, I've been working on this. So I bet you guys are glad to see this on the channel. Um, but yeah, that mix was good. And the other four that I released in December, they were all right, you know. But again, I just feel like I was kind of, I, I, I was finding all this new music that was all right. But I was forcing it. I was forcing it. Uh, you don't need to release a mix every single, like, twice a week. Unless you feel like you should. Unless the feeling's there that you should. I got to a point where I was like, okay, I don't feel like I should right now. I feel like I should wait until the right moment is. And then when the right moment comes, you enjoy the mix a lot more. Now, obviously, at the start of your DJ career, so important to make sure the mix is good that's so important make sure that you are feeling it make sure that all the tracks that you've put together that you feel it that you think that it's going to do well and it, and the thing is with when you're creating your first mix it feels better so much easier <laughs> okay in order to like like a mix once you've been doing it for a few years you become such a perfectionist with everything that you feel like when you create a mix, unless everything is absolutely perfect, which by the way, it usually isn't. There's usually like a little second where you're out of beat or there's usually one song that doesn't sound quite as good as you thought it might mix in with another because maybe the EQ is slightly off or it's, you know, the, the phrase might be off or something. You have to do some quick loop to save it. And even though that to an average person, even to an experienced person, it might sound okay. You still, it still sits in the back of your head that it wasn't perfect and that you need to redo it or that you should just quit and go and do something else. So, yeah, mixes still will be coming, by the way. This is not me like announcing my retirement from doing mixes on YouTube, even though that would probably be a pretty good clip uh, to put on YouTube. Um, they still will be coming at some point, undoubtedly. But as you know, as, as going forward, the focus will be on the podcast this 
podcast here. Welcome and thank you for listening, by the way. Um, and also creating my DJ school, my DJ academy, the Scratched Up DJ Academy will be coming soon. Um, I actually made a course about a year ago now, actually, teaching people how to DJ. And that was really fun. I made like eight episodes, basically an introduction course from somebody that's never watched, never heard of DJing, or maybe they've heard a little bit about DJing, giving them a good foundation of knowledge, you know, telling them where DJing come from, what equipment they need, the history, the very first DJs that ever existed, uh, different types of music, you know, high quality music, basically teaching people everything that they need to know before they start their DJ career. I did a course on that and it went pretty well. You know, it was a good learning experience for me because it, it, it taught me a lot. The main thing it taught me was that I was putting way too much thought into these courses. I was like, I was trying to teach people too much. I was trying to tell them everything that they needed to know. But it was like, sometimes you don't need to know that much just to get the basics. <laughs> I was like telling people that, oh yeah, DJing was created in the 1940s. Uh, it was created in Kingston, Jamaica, and they'd have these parties where they try and have a see who had the best one. It's like the DJ doesn't need to know that. I was like, I, I, I want to know that because I'm genuinely interested in where DJing came from, and it, it inspires me to be a better DJ. But this 14-year-old kid um, probably doesn't need to know that. He probably just needs to know how to beat match, and um, probably needs to know about how to mix in phrase, and that's pretty much it. So. What I learned from creating that course is to simplify it, teach people the very basics, teach people to master the basics and make sure the focus is on the important things, not the stuff that doesn't really matter. Not like, you know, these tech, okay, these are the 10 different laptops that I recommend. This one's really good because it has good RAM. This one's really good because it has extra USB ports. That's not important. Okay. Just say, listen, get yourself a laptop, make sure it can run record box. I'll see you in the next one. Because realistically, that's all people need to know. And then you can spend more time and, and make sure that people's attention is on the important things, like learning how to properly EQ tracks so that they sound good when they're being mixed, or learning when the best time to introduce a new genre is. Stuff that's really, really important. Stuff that actually makes a difference in a mix. I've learned that now. So when I do come to making this course for the Scratched Up Academy, Hopefully, it'll be something that people will enjoy, but something that is genuinely going to help people create opportunities for themselves in this industry because it is such a lucrative industry. It really is. There's no better time to get into DJing than right now. You know, there's so many people online looking for, for new music, looking for things to listen to. And with June 21st, just around the corner here in the UK, there's going to be so many opportunities for DJs to book jobs, to get gigs and to make some money. So it's it's the perfect time to make a course to teach people everything that they need to know so that hopefully down the line they can become a professional DJ or at least make a side income off DJing like I do, a nice little side income that um, pays for your Denim Prime 4 and maybe a, a new microphone, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed the very first podcast. This is the Scratched Up podcast by me, DJ Kids Walsh. It's been a ton of fun to record. I can see that we've just passed over the hour mark so that's really fun i wasn't trying to make this episode an hour long by the way i mean it was my aim to but i just realized it went over an hour uh, as i said i was about to close out the show so it's been super fun today my throat is hurting a little bit i need some more practice at talking for this amount of time 
I'll maybe have to have a drink here next time to uh, to soothe my throat when it starts to hurt. But yeah, thank you so much for clicking on this podcast and listening to it. My first ever podcast. I really enjoyed chatting some absolute bollocks with you. Um, I've obviously, you guys have obviously, hopefully, sorry, not obviously, you guys have hopefully learned something today about maybe the DJ scene, maybe the DJ industry, or maybe you've just had a little bit of a laugh about some of my stupid stories. And hopefully you want to tune into the next one too. I'm definitely going to be making it. Even if only one person watches, and that's my mum, I'll be making it because it's a load of fun. So, yeah. Thank you very much for watching. And thank you very much for listening to the podcast too. Wherever you're listening to it, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, whatever platform you're listening to this on or watching this on, thank you very much. Again, get involved in the comments on YouTube. Get involved on my social medias. Get them questions in for next week's questions and I'll be sure to give you a shout out and answer them live on the podcast. So I hope you have a fantastic day. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and I will see you next week for another edition and the second yeah. And the second episode of the Scratched Up podcast. Thank you. Bye bye.